hearts uh, to be open to your word, uh, that as you encourage us tonight uh, to be able to strive forward as people who underneath your gospel curtain of love, uh, we ask, Lord, that you will change every single uh, man, woman, and child in here, that our hearts will be developed for you to be able to go out and, again, just be these great encouragers of the gospel, to be able to share the best news that anybody has ever heard of the Son that has come to give his life and arise again so that we may celebrate together this evening that forgiveness that we have in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's a story of a, uh, a pastor who took a call to go serve at another church. And during his farewell sermon. He tried to share with all the people great words of encouragement. And afterwards, they had a a dinner like we're going to have tonight. And he noticed a group of ladies over in the corner that were just bawling their eyes out. They were just just sobbing. He went over to them and said to them, you know, uh, uh, please, please, Stop, stop crying, stop crying. You never know, the preacher that comes in after me might be a better preacher than I am. And one of the ladies looked up at him and said, that's what they said about you, and it keeps getting worse. (laughs) Those are not great words of encouragement. Tonight, I hope to share laughs with you. I hope to share uh, tears with you. But most of all, uh, I hope to share uh, Jesus with you tonight and the encouragement that he gives to us. Let's focus on that tonight. Let's focus on the encouragement that we have with one another and the encouragement that we have in our Lord. What's the best way to be able to encourage somebody? I have two friends that are here with us tonight that are attempting to uh, potty train their three-year-old little boy that they have, and it's been a struggle. Have you ever gone through that? How many of us here? Quite a few of us, right? What encourages a young child like that to follow through? Is it yelling at them? Is it being able to be aggressive with them? You're three years old, you should be able to do this by now? Or is it by giving them encouragement? By encouraging them and being with them on this journey? God is a God of encouragement that truly wants to encourage us every step of the way. And he does that for us. Do you know what that word encouragement means? Simply put, it means to come alongside of, to be there with someone, to be able to support them. That word encouragement actually comes from the same root word that is often used in Scripture to talk about the Holy Spirit and the encouragement that we receive from God living in us and living through us in the lives of others. In fact, one of those verses that mentions that is just after our gospel text tonight. From John chapter 15, verse 26, we read, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. It talks about this advocate that we have. God being on our side in all things. And a God who calls us to be able to do that for others, to be able to great, be these great strong encouragers in the life of the people who sit to your left and to your right tonight, the people who are in our community who do not yet know about Christ and the great blessing that he is in our life. People need to know that we as Christians are willing to be in the trenches with them during those times of life that are not so great, during the struggles that we face during those medical complications 
that we go through. I think about the times that I or, or Pastor Allen have gone to visit some of you in the hospital. Times that uh, we've done funerals in here together. Times that, that, are, that are dark and really hurtful to us as people. Times when we see what sin really does in our lives. And it's a struggle. It's during those times that we need encouragement from one another. It's during those times that we need encouragement from our Lord. And that's how our church here has grown over the years. By being able to have encouragement with one another and being able to share that with people outside of our doors. There's an individual in scripture who's known as this great encourager. He's somebody that's mentioned uh, in our text for tonight. But before we get to that, I just want to kind of show the explanation of his name. It's actually Barnabas, and this individual has this unique uh, meaning to his name. Earlier in the book of Acts, before our epistle lesson for tonight, uh, it says these words from Acts chapter 4, verse 36. It says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. I love that title. Uh, Joseph's my, my middle name. It's my dad's middle name. It's my, my grandpa's first name. And I hope that over the time I have been here with you that I have, I have played that role because I know many of you have been that Joseph unto me, that person who is a great encourager in my life or in the life of my family. And Barnabas plays this great role as being this encouraging leader in Scripture. He's this perfect match with Paul, who he has teamed up to be able to go out with on missionary journeys together, being able to go out and spread the gospel. But if you heard it in our text for tonight, Paul and this great encourager, Barnabas, actually get into a disagreement together. It's a strong disagreement. Hear that again from the book of Acts chapter 15, verses 39 and 40. It says these two men had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. You see, if it were up to Paul, he would have left Mark behind. The same same Mark that, that writes the gospel for us. And I understand that. You see, uh, Mark had not fulfilled his commitment earlier on in Scripture to stay with them throughout their entire missionary journey. He had left early. All of us like people who are going to fulfill a task. We like people who are consistent in our life. But all of us have probably been that same individual who has maybe not followed through on a commitment at one time or another. All of us have probably been that person who have let somebody down, even a, a friend that we have, somebody that we're in mission with. But this is where Barnabas steps in. Barnabas is so encouraging, he wants to give John Mark this second chance. He wants to give him this opportunity to be able to go again on this missionary journey. Isn't our God a a God of second chances, probably the king of second chances, that he provides that in our life is this great encourager that we have? One that is constantly going after us and say, stay connected. I need you to stay connected to my son. You can look around in this world and you will find distractions and temptations 
things that we can have sharp disagreements over, not even just outside of our walls, but even here inside our own church. But he says, put those things aside and focus on what our goal truly is together. This goal of staying connected to Christ and sharing this great message of his salvation unto the world. Did you hear that connection mentioned in our gospel text for this evening? This story about this vine and these branches that are united together. A story that pulls us in with the story of Christ. Here a snippet of that again from John chapter 15 verses 1 and 2. Uh, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You know, my, my first Sunday here ever, uh, when we had uh, one building, not two, uh, when I was a DC and not a, a pastor yet, uh, when this place was, was definitely different than it is today, I did my first children's message for Shepherd of the Desert uh, right here on these stairs. I brought a plant uh, just like this one in, a little bamboo plant that I had at my house because the text that we had that we were talking about for that day was the vine and the branches. And I was showing the children this little plant that I had, and I was showing them the areas on here where at times some of the leaves had grown brown and they had they had. They had died, and I had to cut them off, and I had to, to throw them away. And I showed them other places on the stock here where I purposefully cut different pieces off, where these little shoots would grow up, and it did so well. And I was able to actually cut different pieces off this plant and place them other places in my house, in my koi pond at one time, to give them to other people and be able to share this great plant with others around me. That was uh, 11 years ago, just about, that that happened. And the funny thing is, uh, this actually is the same plant that I had at that time. It's about the, the same size because I, I keep clipping pieces off of it, and I keep putting them other places. Actually, I have so many times that I've clipped off of it, I'm to the point now where I don't know what to do with all of them. When Christ talks to us tonight about being connected to him, and about having this concept of encouragement is not for us just to continue to keep hidden inside. It's not for us to be able to waste and just let it shrivel and die and to be thrown away, but it's for us to be able to share with others. And sometimes in the midst of division, we can have times of multiplication. In the midst of, of pruning, we can share Christ with others. Just because I'm not here with you means nothing moving off into the future. As long as Christ is here with us and we have this gift to constantly share over and over and over again, it will always be something that we have. The greatest possession in the world. The greatest gift that we can share with anybody around us. But are you going to be encouraged enough tonight to be able to do that? Because I know it's, it's difficult sometimes to be able to share who God is with people around us. With neighbors, with family members, with perfect strangers. But there are some fantastic words that God, again, gives to us about being these encouraging disciples for the Lord. 
Look from uh, the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. We hear, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. It is true, we gather together tonight to be able to hear from the Lord, to be able to, to worship him, but just as we began with tonight, we gather here together to be able to encourage one another in this great faith that you and I have. And it isn't just contained to this place. This great faith needs to spill over into our community into our, our world. And that can happen through us here at Shepherd of the Desert. I know that that can happen. Sometimes we just need to get to work. Sometimes we just need to be encouraged. But I want you to know that that's in every single one of us, whether you know it or not. You know, one of the things that, uh, funny enough, I become known for here at Shepherd, out of all things, is my shoes. <laughs> if there is any pastor in the entire world that could get sponsored by Converse, I am that person, I promise you. I, I wear these things all the time, uh, just about every single uh, day. I've worn them since the day I've started here and for a long time before that. I'll tell you a secret, I actually have uh, multiple pairs in my closet. I usually try to keep a pair that's, that's new for when I need them. I have a pair that I only wear on Sundays, which is this pair right here. I have a pair that I wear during the, the work week. I have a pair that I wear in my yard to do yard work. I have all these different pairs lined up, and you can tell by how dirty they are, which pair they are. But I've always worn them, and uh, it's something that sometimes people have found interesting. You know, before... Uh, I started in professional church work. I was thinking about it. I've done it for 18 years now. Uh, I went to school at Concordia University, Irvine, all four years. And while I was there during that four-year stint, uh, I paid my way through school by working at Costco in Irvine. And it was a great job. I, I, I loved working there. But the job at Costco was always this transitional job to go to my career in church work. When I worked there, I worked in the, the tire center, and it was this small group of people. The rest of Costco, all the employees kind of move around, but in the tire center, it's the same group of about 12 people or so that work in there all the different shifts. And so you get to know the people there really, really well. And after working there for four years, I had made friends with two guys in particular that we became uh, very, very close, the three of us. We didn't just work together. We'd go out afterwards, and we'd have dinner together. We even took uh, a trip together at one point, and we really became friends. And so we, we talked together. We engaged together. These two men were there the day that I started, and four years later, the day that I left, they were, they were still working there. Some people referred to these two guys as, as being lifers. They said that they were going to be there their entire life. And it was a great job for them to have. But the funny thing was, these two men, from meeting with them, they had other aspirations. They wanted to do other things in life. In particular, one of them wanted to be a fireman, and one of them wanted to be an attorney. And there were quite a few days that I had encouraged them to be able to go out and do this, and they would dabble in little things here and there, but they never seemed to, to really commit. 
So on my last day there, uh, I was walking out and I had this pair of Converse that I had worn there in the tire center. They were super dirty from working in there over and over again. And on my way out, uh, I took my shoes and I tied the laces together like this. And they used to have these large rafters that were above the area. And so I took my shoes and threw them up in the air and they wrapped around the rafters and they were, they were hanging up there. And that was, that was it. I walked out of there with my old dirty shoes hanging up in the air. The manager was not happy. <laughs> Super high. I didn't go back there for probably about a year and a, and a half after that. I had moved out of state to take my first job at a, at a church. And I finally came back about a year and a half later and I decided I was going to go by and I was going to see these two gentlemen and see, see how they were doing. And I went there to go see them and uh, I, didn't, I didn't see him working there that day. So I thought maybe their schedule had changed. And so I asked somebody who was there, you know, do these two guys still work here any longer? And he said, he said no, he said, they, they don't. And I said, they, they don't? They're, they're going to work here forever. What do you mean they don't work here? And he said, well, one of them, he said he went off to, to law school. And one of them uh, went off to the fire academy. And I looked up in the rafters, and I saw my shoes still hanging there. And then I saw two more pairs right next to them. <laughs> Manager was still there, still not happy. <laughs> but I thought about uh, all the time that we spent together over those four years, and I, I know my words of encouragement helped them out, at least in the professional side. I, I hope... Uh, to God that some of what I shared through my faith uh, also will help them out and that I will see those two gentlemen in heaven one day. I hope tonight uh, my words of encouragement uh, will help you out. I really, really do. Because I want you to hear one more time that verse from Isaiah, our Old Testament lesson for tonight of what God has given you. Isaiah 52, verse 7. Hear this, shepherd of the desert. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Your feet have been outfitted with the most encouraging message that has ever been. All of you are ready to be proclaimers of the gospel and are already that. You have words that will take encouragement to people who are broken, that will bring joy uh, to people who think they can only face sadness, that will bring a savior to people just like us who are sinners. And when I leave tonight, uh, you can forget about my shoes. You can forget about uh, me. But I ask one thing. That you do not forget about this great encouraging message that we have from God. That you are his beloved disciple. And that he gives us the opportunity to take this saving grace, this gospel message, unto the world. Let's pray. 
Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, I pray for uh, the feet and the souls of every single person that are in here tonight, uh, that you will empower us to be impactful in ministry, not because of who we are or because of what we have done, but because of the evidence that we have seen of salvation in your Son. Lord, we thank you for the gift that you have given to us of forgiveness, of your word, of just plain out opportunity, Lord. And so strengthen us as a people uh, to continue to grow uh, within our families as individuals and, of course, as a congregation and church body across the world. Lord, again, we thank you for this great, wonderful, and encouraging gift that you have given to us in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. At this time, we have the opportunity to be able to share our faith together in the words of the creed. And so I direct your attention to the screens as we speak that together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We have heard the word of the Lord tonight. And I pray that we have been inspired and encouraged by him. And at this time, we have the opportunity to respond through our tithes and through our offerings. We invite our ushers forward. 